You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And a very pleasant good evening or good morning to you. After a late night out at Coors Field, the Braves came away with a 3-1 victory in extra innings. That's right. You heard me correctly. The Braves have won an extra inning baseball game finally here in the year 2022. Perhaps this is just one of those demons that they'll be able to exercise and now move on to bigger and better things. They also have themselves a nice little winning streak, and we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about here on the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta Before we get started here, make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel here. Make sure you enable alerts so you can get those notifications whenever we drop a new episode. And if you like the Braves postcast and want all kinds of other great Braves content all summer and all hopefully fall long, then you can subscribe to Locked on Braves wherever you get your podcast. Jake has a lot of great stuff coming for you there, of course. And we've got a lot of great stuff coming for you in this show. I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani. They're the Atlanta Braves, winners of an extra inning baseball game, Jake, and winners finally of three in a row. It's it's like a two for one sale out there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, obviously great. You got to feel like a weight has been lifted. The next step, get to 500 and get over 500. And hopefully the Braves can do that here soon. Well, they've got the opportunity as soon as Saturday when they will be back in action at Coors Field yet again. And I think, Jake, that we got ourselves two very distinctly different kinds of baseball games in the first two in Colorado. We got the old-fashioned Coors Field Slugfest. Then we got something that you don't see very much when it comes to Colorado playing at home, a game that makes it to the ninth scoreless, a game that makes it to extra innings scoreless. Those are things, Jake, that I don't think anybody had written down or was expecting to be called on their bingo card of how this game was going to play out. Yeah, I think they said on the broadcast only the second time uh, in the history of that ballpark that it's gone that long with nobody scoring a run. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy to see what happened, and I'm sure we'll dive into it, but you never know what happens differently if that first inning, you know, things go go differently yeah. in that first inning. They don't run themselves out of it. But, uh, yeah, it's just crazy to think. And all the runs that were scored the games before this in Coors, and as hot as the Braves' offense had been, uh, kind of crazy to see. You know, and that's that's baseball, I, I guess. Yeah. It can just happen. And, you know, the way Max Freed was pitching, I, I feel like he could have gone 15, 20 innings tonight and not given up a run. Um, but yeah, great and glad the Braves that didn't waste that start and were able to get that win and get that third win in a row, like you said. Yeah, extremely important to win a baseball game on a day that Max Reed gives you the performance he did. With that in mind, let's jump into the box score, the line score of this game. Number 53 of the season for the Braves, number two of four out in Colorado for this series. Atlanta with this victory, now 26-27 and 27 on the year. Three runs, eight hits, no errors, four men left on base. Rockies, meanwhile, 23-29 and 29 now on the season. Just hits. They committed an error and left 11 men on base. A.J. Mentor picked up the win, and re- but if you were to ask who helped the Braves win this baseball game and gave them the most on the mound, well, the answer would be Max Freed. He was dynamite tonight. We'll talk about him in a moment. Carlos Estevez took the loss. He's now 1-2 and two on the year, and Kenley Jansen was able to nail down save number 13 in a game that lasted 3 hours and 32 minutes, and a crowd of 37,336 were on hand to see it. But let's talk about it. Maximum Freed, that's what I like to call it when he's rolling like this. Best start of the year, I think, Jake. Eight innings of shutout ball, two hits, one walk, and four strikeouts for him. 72 strikes on 102 pitches in a place where pitchers don't necessarily go to have their game of the year, do they? No, they don't. And you you read off those numbers there, four strikeouts. And 
typically in today's game, you wouldn't consider that a dominating performance, but this was a dominating performance. He had an 81.7 mile per hour average exit velocity against just not squaring up anything in the entire game. The Rockies only had four hard hit balls. That's balls, 95 miles per hour or harder off the bat. The Braves had 12 of those. So you can just see that the Rockies just weren't comfortable against Max Freed, not able to square anything up. He threw four pitches 20 times or more just tells you how much he was mixing up his pitches, keeping the Rockies hitters off balance and just not a lot of stress in this game for yeah. Max Free. He gave up the leadoff single in the in the fourth inning, able to get around that. He gave up a leadoff double in the sixth inning and managed to get out of that as well. Really the only stressful inning of the night for Max Freed. Just one walk I'd mentioned coming into this one. He had walked at least two batters in his last four starts. So the command was certainly there. And that one walk came in his last inning in the eighth. So yeah, this was, you know, this was vintage Dominic Max Freed. You'd love to see it. And like we talked about, couldn't lose this game when you got a performance like that from Max Freed. No, you can't be losing games on a day where he goes out and throws a gym like this and the Braves able to find the winning formula in extra innings for the first time this season. A.J. Mentor fired a scoreless ninth inning as he was able to strike out a couple of batters and just continue his very dominant role. And you know, look a little bit more into what Max Freed had put up the Braves for before they even got into the bullpen, before Mentor and before Jansen, who closed it out. He dropped his ERA down to 2.74 after his longest start of the 2022 season. And I saw this as well. Mark Bowman of MLB.com tweeting out, only six pitchers have allowed two hits or less in eight-plus scoreless innings at Coors Field. Or excuse me, only six pitchers have done that. And this is the first time it's happened since Clayton Kershaw in 2014. So I want to make sure I get all of that right. But very few. In fact, you can count them on your fingers the number of times that somebody has thrown a performance at Coors Field the way that Max Fried has. And that was a big reason why the Braves find themselves 3-1 winners in this game. We'll talk a little bit about the offensive side of things. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about Built Bar because they've got caramel brownie bars that are available at Built.com right now. And you got to act fast. Because these are a fan favorite. You can forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Just 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar. With Built Bar, Tasty is the new healthy. Go to Built.com, get your box of caramel brownie bars now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, this game remains scoreless all the way into the 10th inning, a rarity at Coors Field, and the Braves were able to put together an inning that Saw them get a little bit of luck and a gift, a wild pitch that let them score their first run, but it was the clutch hit that came next with the bases loaded. Matt Olson, he's been looking for some of these moments, Jake, and I hate that the Braves wasted his four-for-five performance in that loss out in Arizona a few days ago, but Matt Olson had that chance to add on and give the Braves a breathing room, and as it turned out, they very much needed that, and boy, did he deliver with that two-run single. He sure did. And look, the Rockies walk Austin Riley, which is the right move. Look, Austin Riley's been absolutely crushing the ball lately. They bring in the lefty to face Olsen, falls behind in the count, and just takes the ball the other way, lines it for two RBIs, two huge RBI there mm -hmm. to tack on to the lead. And look, he did this earlier in the game, smoked the ball the other way to left field, just hit it right at the left fielder. So those are good swings right there for Matt Olsen. Again, I, I think he's obviously, you know, starting to come out of it. I think he has come out of it and giving the race some good swings, some good at bats. And that's huge for him, huge for his confidence. You know, we talked about it early in the year. He wasn't getting 
RBI opportunities. Then when he was, he just wasn't coming through, whether right. he was trying to press or what. So I think this has to be huge for Matt Olson's confidence going forward. You know, you talked about the big game he had on Tuesday as well. I think this just adds to it. So that was an incredible at bat from him, an incredible moment, and a moment the Braves, like you said, would end up really needing. Those two runs ended up being huge. You just you get out of there and you only score the the free run that's basically given to you. Yeah, I, I think you're you don't feel very good going into the bottom of the tenth there, but that gave the Braves and Kenley Jansen some breathing room right there. Yeah, and I think you need that when you need use this gimmicky rule where you're going to put a runner out on second base. I mean, I think a lot of teams are able to score those runs for whatever reason. The Braves had really had no luck in this situation as far as extra innings is concerned. The Rockies, meanwhile, were unbeaten in extra innings this season. They were three and zero in extras. Braves were zero and four prior to coming up with that big rally and Kenley Jansen getting the big final three outs in the bottom of the 10th inning. And the Braves, meanwhile, Jake, and I know I've mentioned this a time or three now because we're going to get into it here. Who would have thought when we were sitting down and doing this for the first time back in April that we would be talking about the Braves finally getting a three-game winning streak going in the first week of June? It took a long time, but this is one of the things that and maybe you can just check it off the list of things the Braves need to do in order to get themselves on a roll. They don't have to stop here. Go out and win tomorrow. Have yourself a nice long winning streak after that as well. Yeah, look, we were coming into the season, what, two, three weeks in? We were talking about them just trying to get their first series win of the year. So there's been several things this year that it's been taking a little bit longer than we would have hoped for for them to achieve. Again, hopefully this is just another notch on the checklist there and like i said hopefully we get to 500 hopefully they get over and hopefully they can just get on a run here again we're in the middle of this stretch of games against teams below 500 where the braves have the opportunity to make some ground they're starting to do that now got to continue can't stop here like you said continue to win you got an opportunity you know not just to win this four game series but i think a chance to sweep it and got to get it done and hopefully they do and hopefully this is the beginning of something great for this team Yeah, and you get that kind of business done in Colorado. Again, handle your business. Don't do too much scoreboard watching or or look too hard at the standings right now. But the Mets have themselves a tough little challenge because they're having to deal with the L.A. Dodgers right now. So, you you know, the the enemy of my enemy is my friend, I guess. And there's some kind of way that that all connects because I'm not sure any of those three clubs would really consider themselves friends. But either way, the Braves will take any help they can get from clubs beating up on the Mets to help them get back into this division. The step towards 500 is a big thing. Having a winning streak is a big thing. Winning a game like this, I think, and just kind of tacking it on to some of the momentum that the Braves have built lately on this road trip would certainly go a long way towards making them feel like the defending world champions as opposed to a club that has felt like for a lot of this that they've been searching for their identity all season long. But they are going to be searching for that series win. They're going to be looking for it behind Spencer Strider in Game 3 on Saturday. I'll get to that in just a moment. Before we do, I want to tell you about LinkedIn and LinkedIn Jobs, which helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, Spencer Strider has been applying for a job in this brave starting rotation. He got his first turn in rotation this last time out against the Arizona Diamondbacks, a deceptively bad line. He pitched much better than the final line would indicate. And as we've talked about, Jake, all season long, this is a kid that is very exciting to watch. And, and everyone has been looking forward to seeing what he could do with the opportunity to start. He's going to get it in game three at Colorado. So it's going to be an, an interesting experience for him at Coors Field. It could be like game one. It could be like game two. We don't know yet. We'll find out. But Strider's one and two, 
345 ERA on the year. Kyle Freeland will be on the mound for the Rockies, 1-5 and five with a 4-9-6 ERA. What do you look for out of this pitching matchup and for Spencer Strider, who is pitching in a very unique ballpark? Yeah, hopefully the defense that was ran out there on Friday night will be out there for Spencer Strider as well to kind of to back him up there as he didn't really have that in his last start. But I'm looking to see what he can do if the strikeouts aren't coming. The Rockies don't strike out a ton. Uh, they're they're one of the best in the league and not striking out, uh, as we saw on Friday, as Freed only had four in the game. So uh, if the strikeouts aren't coming, and maybe they do because he just is that good and has that dominant of stuff. But can he still be successful? Again, can he, the plays be made behind him? I, Look, I just want to see what he can do that second, third time through the order. He really broke out that changeup last yep. time that I thought really was effective pitch for him. You know, and we saw what the changeup, and I'm not comparing his changeup to Ian Anderson's, but it sure. gave the Rockies hitters fits on Thursday. So I think that will be a key pitch for him, not in, only in this start, but going forward for him getting through that lineup a second and third time. Look, I'm not look. I'm not looking for a ton here. Give me five innings, you know, two or three runs. I think that's enough in this ballpark. And with what the Braves offense has done, you know, over the last 11, 12 games, you know, Friday notwithstanding. But yeah. uh, I think that's enough for this Braves team to get a win, get a series win. Yeah. And just find a couple of innings maybe for the Braves offense where they do hang that crooked number up there. You don't have to wait till the 10th inning to get it done. But if you can give Spencer Strider a lead and maybe have him out there with a little bit of extra confidence that pitching with a lead usually gives a starting pitcher, maybe that'll help him settle in. And you did mention Ian Anderson who has a dynamite changeup. You may not be thinking about Strider as the changeup specialist because of that fastball, but he does have a very good one, and Anderson did punch out nine Rockies hitters in game one of this series. So if that changeup is dancing around, that fastball is missing bats, I think the Spencer Strider could be in a pretty good spot in game three. It's at Coors Field, 9, 10 p.m. Eastern time. is the first pitch on Saturday as Spencer Strider will take on Kyle Freeland of the Rockies, and Atlanta will look to salt away a series win in this four-game set against Colorado. That'll wrap things up for us here on the Braves Postcast. We appreciate you being part of it tonight and part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, also to Locked On Braves, wherever you get your podcast. As I said, that'll wrap it up. He's Jake Mastriani. I'm Grant McCauley. It was a good night for the Braves and extra innings, a 3-1 win over the Colorado Rockies to take back-to-back -back games in the series and to win three in a row for the first time all season. We look forward to talking to you soon right here on the Braves Postcast. And until then, so long, everyone.